Welcome back to the Etcetera's Podcast. Always, I'm your host, Eddie Gonzalez. And at this short hiatus, I'm back with my guy, Kevin Durant. What it do? How you living, man? Solid, man. So as we record this, uh, you're on the eve of your return. Yes. Reportedly, I don't know. I don't have my sources there. You know? It is confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, just about the six weeks that uh is typical for the injury more like seven weeks yeah i think including I'm the all-star weeks. i think and then you know so i feel like fans are always in a rush for you to get back on the court mm-hmm. you just want it to be right 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 yeah like, it's a high standard for you you can't just be out there you yeah. can't even be 95 percent because you're kd yeah yeah i mean i know i mean with our team you know losses piling up and mm-hmm. it's looking real grim around the team as a fan you know and they look at me as the guy that can come in and kind of yeah. smooth everything out. I mean, um, you are that guy, which is why they say yeah, it. Yeah I, yeah, I feel like I can definitely help. But um, at the same time, I don't want to play unless I can be me, mm-hmm. you know, where I can go 100% effort, where I'm not holding back, where I'm not a liability out there. I don't want to go out there and play 10 minutes just to be a decoy. Yeah. Um, because we need space. Like, I wanted to make sure that I was at the top of my game, and uh, I feel like I'm in a solid position to to get back to where I was, you know, starting starting tomorrow. So, yeah, I feel good right now. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's time for that Aaron Rodgers, like, relaxed moment. I know where you guys are in the standings. Yeah. But there's still, at this moment, there's 19 games. Like, there's, there's a good amount of games. The standings are kind of bunched. I have faith that once y'all are right, You'll, you'll be good to go. I know I had heard, like, your first practice, practice back. It was like, yo, he's like, he's KD. And I'm like, well, he's KD. I but mean. You just, you you had to get there, there. Because right? you can still look great and not be 100%. Yeah, I mean, who who said that? Just heard it from around the way, man, <laughs> you know. Because I don't remember anybody being in there when we was playing, you know what I'm saying. So, for somebody to say that. You know, it's a lot of, a lot, a lot of ex- exaggeration too. You know, it's a, it's. I felt like um, this was a slower process. You mm-hmm. know, knee is a lot of pain, and you want to, you know, figure that pain out before you can get out there and start playing. So, um, you know, I had to make sure that you know after two or three sessions, you know, I was right. You know, so after that first one, I felt good, and then. You know, I did that over, you know, a couple more times, and I felt solid. So I wanted to take my te- myself through some tests first. At the end of the day, this is your body. Exactly. You know? So nobody knows better than you, and you know, you, you're, you're gifted. So you you can look great and not be exactly all the way. But exactly. I'm excited to have you back on the court. League kind of wasn't the same without you, um, and you come into kind of a sprint into the ultimate goal, right? And now you have Seth. Now you have Drummond. Eventually, you will have Ben, and I really like how y'all are shaping up. It's just about all being out there. Yeah, that's all it is. I mean, you know, just gaining that rhythm and figuring each other out, and I think it's going to happen pretty soon. I know um, a lot is going on around our team, and injuries play a factor, but I think you'll start to see what we'll look like, you know, here soon. I see a guy like Seth. He's so like varied in what he can do and what he's great at. Mm-hmm. I mean, we watched him just last night. He's driving to the cup. Yeah. He's, like, he's hitting big shots late. He's obviously an incredible shooter. Just feels like a natural fit next to you, next to Kai. And so, 
I, I know, like, yes, you guys want to have as much time as possible to integrate and to, to get comfortable. But a guy like that, like, don't feel like it takes too long with a guy like that. Yeah, I mean, he's a high IQ player. I mean, a guy that can that knows who he is, he can figure out what's his best way to be effective on both ends. And, you know, when you got veteran guys like that, it makes it easier for that transition, you know. Um, somebody that understands their role on the team. And Seth is one of those guys, along with Drummond, too. Mm -hmm. So, um, looking forward to incorporating Ben, you know, because he understands who he is and what he does best. And just a matter of getting reps in, man. You know, it's about the reps. You know, we got a good talent now. It's about putting it on the floor and seeing what works for us. And I'm looking forward to that process. I get people hitting me a lot thinking, uh, you know, they was bugging, they was waiting to hear us talk about trade and all the things. I actually thought you were super open and and like confident about what you said when mm -hmm. you did speak. I think it was before the heat game. Yeah. So I don't think there's much more to cover there. But I do want to be a fan real quick. The day after this comes out, you guys will play the you guys will play Philadelphia. I already think that's a tense game anyway. You and Joel, you guys will be bumping heads. It's clear for you guys to look and see, yo, we're gonna see them down the line. This mm -hmm. game matters a little bit. Are you Mr. Every game's the same? Like you've played a ton of your teammates again. You you did the OKC thing, you know, you did Golden State as well. And so is it all just the same or do I get to get geeked up like, yo, it's like a playoff game in March? Yeah, I think it's the same. I think, you know, we regular season, you try to figure out who you are, who you are as a team and as opposed to the playoffs where you're focusing on the other team more so than yourself. And, you know, so the regular season, you know, we are going to be going into that game, you know, trying to fine-tune what we do. Mm -hmm. um, and we obviously respect our opponent, but, you know, we are, this is a totally different feel from, you know, a playoff atmosphere, knowing that we're going to see these guys another game after mm -hmm. this. But I think for the fans, it's, it's definitely going to be uh, – it's going to feel like one of those playoff <laughs> yeah, atmospheres, yeah. you know. And um, that's really what sports is when you can feel excited about a regular season game. Um, that's how you could tell these two teams, you know, you know, good teams first off, but, you know, got a chance to be there at the end, you know, when you get excited about a matchup this late in the season. I'm fully expecting and anticipating y'all winning – and then you telling Joel to get the fuck off the court, get out of town, or whatever. I, no nah, I doubt it. I can't wait. I feel like we got our shit talking now, and I think it's all about <laughs> now it's business. It's all about just straight hoop. We know we we get it. I mean, I think me and Joel know um, that when we both step on the floor, you know, our intensity level both both goes up because you know I respect his game, he respects mm -hmm. mine, and we both know that we can. I can go off for a big night, and he can do the same. So. And then we both got teammates that can do it as well. So it's gonna be a it's gonna be a great matchup where you won't see too much John or too much extra shit. It's just gonna be about the game. Which is my favorite type of ball. Yeah. As much shit as I talk, I like to see when it's intense and when y'all care. And, mm -hmm. Which isn't every night in the NBA. I had much bad to say, but it's just not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I mean, you playing so many games, man. I tell it's people. Literally I, just yeah, I tell endless. people all the time. It's like you know, mentally when you're preparing for three or four different teams a week, you mm -hmm. know, schemes might be off a little bit or, you know, you know, your rotations might be off a little bit, you know, but as opposed to playing against a team four times and you get to lock in on their sets, you know, 
you just naturally more focused and zoned in, zoned in on what you need to do. So the regular season won't feel like the playoffs unless you prepare in every game just like you prepare a playoff yeah. game, you know. So, and it's hard to prepare, you know bring that intensity for six straight months, you know what I mean. So, um, but it's certain games that you circle on the calendar where it's like, all right, this is a statement. We want to go out there and play well and see who we are as a group. You and Joel spoke real highly of each other. Uh, it, it actually helped us. We got to get some good uh, boardroom and et cetera, mm -hmm. content mm -hmm. on the timeline out of it. Mm -hmm. But he had a he had a dope soundbite. He, he said essentially like he feels like you're the only other guy out there who could do all the shit he can do. And then you you also talked him up as well and had been for years. So mm -hmm. I get why that's a matchup that you enjoy. And, and, and we see the best out of y'all. It's just how it works, I guess. Yeah, man. When you see somebody that you um... – admire and respect and you kind of see the growth and you know I was old enough to you know see Joel come in and and you know watch him grow from a being on a bad team and um, mm -hmm. you know and building that group to where it is right now you know so we was able to see that and to see his game grow you can appreciate that as a fan and then when you play against it you know it's just, he's gonna make you step up to another yeah. level too so it's a fun dynamic, but it's a bitch to play against because he's <laughs> he, he tough. He's tough to deal with. I was going to say, that's got to be one of the few guys in the league where, yo, he, he pins you down yeah, under the rim. It's, it's like, wow. Yeah, he's really unstoppable. He said something <laughs> where he was like, I can transform from like Kobe to Hakeem to Shaq to yeah. a couple other players. And I was like, yo, you making it. You, you telling the truth, you know, because I feel like he can play on all spots on the floor. He affected from everywhere. And a big body. He had a a play. They they just played the Knicks, I think, last weekend. And they had a fast break. And, uh, James dropped it off to him. And it just – he shouldn't be able to run the court like how he did that big and, and dunk in traffic. It's like, that's terrifying as a defender. And it was like three Knicks, and they all pretty much were like – I can't. Yeah, I can't do shit with that. Like yeah. this guy, this guy's a full runway, and he's taking off, and he's yeah, setting he's, the lead. He's, he's tough. He's tough to deal with. So it's gonna be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So uh, another game we saw this last weekend was Kyrie, like another masterpiece in Milwaukee. That was fun. Um, what's it like for you? I guess watching that, having to watch that, and not be out there. His first game since he turned his ankle in Milwaukee, which mm. is, I mean, he was just. Insane, like the shots he makes, man, and and the moves he makes. He missed a couple shots late, and it was just like he just missed. Yeah, he made incredible moves. Got a nice pull up at the elbow. He just on, missed. I think Javon and yeah, I missed like a turnaround baseline. He missed and a pull up going right. But up he just missed. Him. That's it. Like sometimes yeah. you just miss. Good shots, you could live with those. But it's you know it was a great game by him because he just stayed patient throughout the game. It was an up and down start for us. We. Got down big and then brought it back and then we got up yeah. big and they came back, you know. So it was an up and up and down game and he kept his poise and was able to seal it off late in the game for us. And everybody made plays that night, you know, Andre Drummond, James Johnson, like uh, Seth, obviously, like uh, you know, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce was, Bruce was incredible. Plays. He made the big three in the yeah. corner, you know. So he's shooting with confidence lately. So I think having Kyrie out there just. You know, gives the whole team a lift and puts guys in the right position to be successful. And you've seen that in that game because he controlled the whole thing. Y'all had a couple big wins, and even even the Raptors game last night, just a lot of a lot of fight. Yeah. Um, over this last stretch since the trade, since everything, and I think kind of not saved the season, but definitely 
kept y'all afloat, and now that you can really hit the sprint. So I'm excited to see what y'all got going on. Obviously excited to see you back on the court. I'm expecting like 40-ish, but I understand like, you know, if it ends up just being 38 or whatever. We gonna see. Yeah, you know, efficiency man out we, there, we I'm gonna expecting. See. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna be hunting for the best shots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more basketball thing. I, I really, like, I, I had this thing, like, when you get off work, you don't want to talk about work. So I don't want to talk about basketball too much with your ass. But I was really, All-Star Weekend was like, uh, for me. But when Mike showed up, was like a whole different energy. It really made the weekend for me. Shout out to everybody who performed and won and did things and all that stuff, and that's dope. But it's really great and amazing to see. Like, he's, he's Mike. He's the GOAT. And just watch all of the NBA's greatest just kind of be geek to see him, pay homage for like a better term. And what's it? I know you guys have a relationship. What's it? Is it always like that when Mike walks in the room? Yeah, I mean, he's just this, you know, people have the legend of Michael Jordan just get told every single day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a Michael Jordan story getting being told by somebody on earth right now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. the legend of him is, you know, it's always around, but the physical, you know, him in the flesh, you rarely see him. Yeah. So to, to you know, have so many stories and just know what he brought to the game and know how much he changed the game and then to have him walk in and just and to see that in form, it's just like, damn, it's just it's captivating, you know. He's just a polarizing figure. He's built himself up to that point. It's like he's almost 60 years old and we still view him as the best player in <laughs> yeah. basketball, you know. So, um he went on a historic run that'll never be matched by anybody in the sport. There's no way. I think. And and it was just perfect timing. So, you know, for him to show up and, you know, for the NBA to honor the 75, you know, anniversary team like that, it was uh, it was incredible. And, <clears throat> of course, he had to be the last introduced and mm-hmm. get the loudest cheers, especially in a city like Cleveland. He done stuck them in the heart so many times. <laughs> yes. You know, Infamously. Yes. Yeah. So that shows that, you know, he transcends everything and he's just he's just in a place of his own right now. I I uh I am a LeBron fan and I think, you know, LeBron has a great argument to be the greatest, but it is it is telling that when somebody calls you the Jordan of something or the Jay-Z of something, I think it's treatment as well. Like, they're essentially saying, you're the best at that. Like, they, and it, you're, he's synonymous with being the greatest at what yeah. he does. There's an aura to him. And it was just dope to watch. It was my, like I said, it was my favorite part of the weekend. And I don't think we'll ever get that again with all due respect to this generation of players. But to have somebody that's that revered by past, present, and future – and and to be celebrated in that. I don't know if we'll ever get that one singular player because we're so like trained to hate now. Like, you know and what I mean? It's just so it's so we so easily accessible now. Like yeah. Michael Jordan was such a mystery back then. You couldn't just open your phone and scroll through his whole life on Instagram yeah. or hear his or see his thoughts on Twitter. You know, it wasn't like a camera in our face all the time. Mm-hmm. It was it's so much coverage on us as players right now. And um you know that took a that takes away from somewhat of that mystery of you know and that you know I guess that allure that brings that comes with that you know fans yeah. you know we so easy to touch and you know you take us for granted after a while you know so MJ he was he dipped in and out of circles he rarely did interviews he was kept to himself and I think that helped towards him just being this 
godlike figure in our game. That's what it felt like, like a superhero, like a god. Yeah. And it's, it's it's a man. But to watch like Carl Anthony Towns, just I gotta shake his hand, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I know for the Hornets guys, they probably see him more than the typical player does. But Luca was geeked to see him. He signed yeah. his brand. Mm-hmm. LeBron. Everybody was just excited <clears throat> to see him. Mm-hmm. And so it was it was dope. It was dope that you get to celebrate him I, that way. I think LeBron would be in that that same realm of like you in a place by yourself mm-hmm. is like no comparison to what Michael Jordan did. It's just different. You it know is what different. Saying? It's not like, I yo, you, Jordan's one and you two. It's just like, y'all both are like something that we've never seen before. Yeah. You know, both unique or and sitting in your own different areas of like greatness. You know what I'm saying? And when you see everybody in the same room like that, you realize like, why the hell are we always comparing yep. these guys like they going to play against each other. Like MJ <laughs> will never play against LeBron in the game. So it's no need for us to compare their careers. It's just what you prefer. But when you look at what they've done separate of like the comparisons, it's some unbelievable shit from both of them and that transcend the game of basketball. You know what I'm saying? I've heard people say, you're the LeBron of this. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he's in that realm too. And um, he's worked his way up into being that. You know, he came in at a perfect time from the transition from the, you know, cell phone into the social media to the, <laughs> yeah. you know, 24-7 media coverage. Like he's, you know, he led us through that, you know, mm-hmm. era of, of hoops, you know what I'm saying? So he is who he is too. I think at the end of the day, they lived in two different worlds. They played exactly. in two very different NBAs. I always thought it was really telling that, like, Kobe's last tweet was basically like, yo, like, celebrate LeBron. What are you yeah. doing? Um, you know, and it's just – you you kind of need those moments to see. And, and they had a great moment. And, and we get to see just all of these guys roam amongst each other. And we mm-hmm. compare them and we argue about them all the time. And, and it's like, nah, like, we can actually just appreciate everybody. Yeah. I know, like, we always have that barbershop competitiveness to want to rank everybody and mm-hmm. do all that. But – you know, we kind of just got to appreciate these guys where, yeah. we, where we can. And I mean, it's cool to have, you know, these conversations on, you know, who may be better, which team may be better. When it gets to the point where it's become bigger than the game, those mm-hmm. conversations, then, you know, that's when we start start to, you know, scale it back a little bit. Because I, feel, I yeah. feel like these conversations are mean more to this team sport, you know what I'm saying? So, um but you know, like I said, that's the covers that they, you know, that have been created around our game, and that's the dialogue that's been created around our game. I think there's a difference between, and this is to me, this is the pitfall that a lot of people fall into. There's a difference between me and you sitting here and going, all right, Jay or Pac, mm-hmm. and just kind of having that debate about which one we prefer, which one we think is better. Yeah. Then going. Jay is better because Pac sucks. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what a lot of NBA conversations have turned into. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, sports in general. And again, like, we're like trained to hate now. And so I think there's a difference, and I think there's a way to do that. And I say that as somebody who has done that dance many a time. Like, Me I'm not, too. I'm not above it. Me too. But, uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's just kind of those moments that you go, oh, Yeah, you got to sit back and think, well, am I taking this person's greatness for granted? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I think we do that. I mean, and it goes with all these guys, you know, if this isn't your flavor of greatness, that doesn't mean it's still not greatness. Yeah, you know, and exactly. I think, and I think, you know, that that also happens to you. I think it happens to Steph. I think it's happening to Giannis right now, which is kind of like the trendy thing. And I mean, I think I think nowadays it's happening to everybody yeah. in our 
game. You get, I mean, especially when you make it to a point of like, you know, being bigger than your market, like a John Morant, for example, where it's more people, him right you know, now. yeah, like, you know, people outside of Memphis are starting to take notice of what he's doing. So now that's going to come with people dissecting his game and looking for his weaknesses as opposed to looking for his positives in his game before, you know what I'm saying? So that's just the nature of the beast. But it's still like, I still question why do, do we do this, you know, but it, it's just been, you know, a part of the formula for so long that, you know, we just, you know, we all right with it. You know, of like picking these dudes apart and, and and building them back up and tearing them down. You know, it's a it's a vicious cycle. It is this thing I talk about on Twitter, like called the uh, overrated underrated threshold, and we push guys on either side all the time. All the time, and you notice it. And it's like, all right, y'all starting to hate Ja a little bit. He mm -hmm. wasn't now y'all hate him too much, and he's 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 definitely underrated now. And now we're yeah. going back, and yeah. so I think we do it a lot. And shout out to Ja, who's been like amazing in the last incredible, week. and he's been amazing all season. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a really interesting NBA season in that, like, we have these MVP candidates that we haven't generally had. So, DeMar DeRozan, who's been killing. Jaws, another one who mm -hmm. stepped up. And it, it's, I like seeing that. I like seeing these guys really step up in these moments and, and kind of take command of the season in the way they have. So, it's been – watching his maturation is insane. And then I, I, I look on the other side – of the bracket and I see somebody like Anthony Edwards and you can see him trending up too and his leap is coming and it's like, all right, you, you start to really get a feel of the cream of the crop and job, man. He he came into Brooklyn earlier this year. Did you play that game? Yeah. He, yeah, he, he just he did a number on you. <laughs> yeah, he just full of athleticism, man. He just, he just full of energy. Um, he, he got control. He just got so much control over everything that he doing with his body, with his skill with the team the game he can in control it's a joy to watch man it's gonna be a interesting to see the rest of his career and see where it takes all because it can go it can go <laughs> to another level you know think about him is like you can look at him and see the little improvements that are there to be had still mm -hmm. you know he'll be a little mm -hmm. bit better at shooter play with a little bit more control mm -hmm. his handle is crazy but it's like better direction with that and just like all these little things like he he adds even some of this yeah i just think it's about experience and getting more confidence and knowing that mm -hmm. i can't be stopped once you feel that then he looks like he knows little, that now yeah exactly all the little <laughs> detail that's you know your left hand dribble might not be as strong or yeah. going to the right and pulling up might not be as strong when you got confidence and you get that ball and you're getting minutes you going doing weakness is going to turn into strengths naturally. You know? Year so he, eight, nine, he, ten job, four or like five sense. for him because his his development has been accelerated yeah. because he got the ball from day one. So when you get I'll the ask you about that. when you get the opportunity from day one to make mistakes, to learn, to be in the scouting report, know what it is to play in meaningful meaningful games, you know, being coached um, and having high expectations. You mix all of that in the pot, then you're going to get better regardless. And then, you know, he got that want-to and that will of, you know, wanting to be great. You know, that's a great combination to have, man. And it's rare to get that early on as a rookie. It's, you know, so we're going to see where you take it. That mob he got over there, they shit-talking, pissing everybody off, but they winning. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk a little bit when we up 20. He's going to catch up. <laughs> that's all it is. You, know, you just play better. I mean, you know, don't talk when you're in a good game and when, you know, I don't hear a lot of talking in the NBA when it's a tight game mm -hmm. or, 
when both teams playing hard, you know, it's just usually when it's time to have a little fun. You mm -hmm. up 20, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got a nice little cushion. Got to let them know. But <laughs> we running you all yeah, right yeah. now, man. <laughs> but it's time to lock in. You see these dudes lock in. I, uh, you know, that dynamic as a fan, like I care about that too. And I, I was super intrigued in, when you cared about that, just like having to get it out the mud from the be very beginning. Like you, you pretty much had to average 20 for us to even be – anything your rookie year your sophomore year and, and on and on and mm -hmm. you know guys like you and Braun and Carmelo and and others and then like Ja like we said Lucas Luca it's it's I have I do have a different respect for that not to say that slowly developing and becoming a superstar a couple years Kobe did that so you can't talk down that too much but that does matter to me as a fan you 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 went through it you felt like it helped build you up to what you, as you were slowly getting there to your all-star level? Yeah, I think it's different journeys towards perfecting your craft. And I think we all have to go through different experiences. So mine was come in and be thrown into the fire early. Mm -hmm. Some other guys could sit back and, and, you know, observe and survey and see where they need to get better at and then make adjustments. And, you know, so making adjustments on the fly is, is hard too. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but also sitting back and not getting the opportunity and waiting your turn is tough too. But as long as you get to that, you know, finish line of perfecting who you are as a player, uh, you know. But it was a lot of stressful nights coming home and being <laughs> expected to, you know, help us win games early on as a rookie. You know, not knowing the game, not understanding the game as much as I thought. And, you know, being young and losing, you know, a lot was was on my mind, you know, early mm -hmm. on. And uh, but it it got me prepared for what was coming later on, as far as everything else outside the game. You know, from the scrutiny, from mm -hmm. the fans' expectations, from your GM's expectations, and just the business of the game. I, I learned earlier, as opposed to you know, if I'd have sat down on the sidelines and waited yeah. my turn, you know, because yeah. I came in. To an organization that had two all stars, mm -hmm. Ray Allen and Rashard Lewis. Rashad so Lewis. I'm thinking, like, all right, then I'm going to be playing with these dudes. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, they get traded that day. Get uh, Ray get traded that on, you know, that draft. And then Rashard signed a free agent, mm -hmm. signed a trade. So, you know, I got thrusted into being, you know, draft night. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm thinking I'm about to be groomed by Ray Allen. <laughs> <laughs> And Rudy Gay comes up to me at a draft party. It was like, you see, they just traded Ray and Rashard Lewis, a free agent. So, you know, they're giving you the keys. I was like, damn. It hit me right there. I'm celebrating in the clouds. And he come to me <laughs> at the party saying some shit like that. So, you get thrown into the fire. You got to figure it out. KG had other plans. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he, he's just my I time, need Ray. Brother. Go get Ray out it's of Seattle. Time, the boys is trash. <laughs> they got the number two pick. Ray need to get up out of there. Take, take young Jeff. It's cool. <laughs> you and Jeff have a long journey for this. Yeah, as well. yeah. But uh, nah, it's always interesting. I mean, we see that in football too, right? Like you, you can be Pat Mahomes and sit for a year and watch, or you can be, you know, Justin Herbert who comes in four games in and just, just figure it out. Mm -hmm. Or even going back further, you could be Aaron Rodgers. You could be Peyton. Yeah. You could be Tom. Like yep. It, it, yep. every journey, it's not one is better or worse. Yeah. But I know as a fan, when I watched those early years, like damn, you really had to like make it happen. I used to figure it out yeah. on the fly. So it's interesting. But I mean, I, I like going back to Ja. Like he grabbed that and, and and put the city on his back. And you know, he's gonna be rewarded for that. And 
with the adulation from the fans and everything. Yeah. He's untouchable out there, you know. It's been a while since Zebo and Mark and, and that whole gang and Tony, and now, now it's Jostown for sure. Yeah, he turning it up. He turning it up. He a country boy. He got them boys down there. In, in he, living, he, he living his he enjoying Turn. that shit yeah he feel, I'm sure it feel like he back at the crib a little <laughs> bit <laughs> he enjoying that alright well moving on from basketball another thing I wanted to make sure I talked to you about because you, you pretty much ensured that I locked in with this Bel Air Mm. Okay, and I'm first. I, I do want to talk about how much we hate Carlton because you have to hate Carlton if you watch this show. You have to hate. This he's person. unbearable. I, I feel bad for the actor because I think he's gonna be like, uh, like he's gonna be like from Power, and it's what's the, what's the uh, um, I'm, I'm missing his name. Michael Rainey's is real. Yeah, uh, Tariq. Tariq. Yeah, where people just have make, real disdain. If for they that see man. him out in public, they might have a conversation <laughs> with him. So yeah, you know, I just didn't like. I didn't. I, I love the series. First, you must say. Do you know how this show came about? Do you remember this story? The Bel Air story. Show. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a Fresh Prince. Nah. So reboot, right? The dude made a trailer. Do you remember this? He made a trailer and it like went viral. Uh oh, I remember. So, so there's a guy who made a trailer of like, what if Fresh Prince of Bel Air was a drama series? It's like this three minute video. Really? And it's essentially like a speed run of what it eventually became the first episode. Oh, okay. But he made it and it went super viral. This is like 2019. Will sees it, calls him, says, yo, I need to, I need to meet you. Flies into oh, Miami. Oh, so Will did this. Flies into Miami. He's, he's filming Bad Boys 3. They sit down and talk. He's like, tell me more. Like, how do we, how do we make this a thing? And they, they go over it. Will starts pitching around town. You as somebody who's produced TV and knows how hard it is to make that happen. He was able to secure a two-season deal, no pilot, sight unseen with Peacock, so it's a whole thing. But yeah, it was it's just the dude told a story. He said he was driving. He's from, I think he's from Kansas City. And uh the idea just popped in his head. Within a few months, he made it, put it online, and just caught 20 million views or whatever. Will Smith. I mean, saw. it was that's a brilliant idea. Incredible idea, right? <laughs> I mean, because we already going into it, we already kind of got an idea of the characters, yeah. so and to see where they took each one. Yeah. I mean, that's a cult classic since we were kids, Fresh Prince. So to, you know, give it a different storyline, it was dope to see. Did you walk in defensive? Like, we grew up on Fresh Prince. So no, I didn't. I didn't. I, I, I feel like I did. I, I'm not really big on reboots or yeah. sequels. or um, So I had to get some convincing from others to, to watch because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was totally off of it. But... You know, the right people told me to check it out, and I did. I mean, it was, it had me loop, it had me locked in for, you know, the first, you know, every show started off kind of slow, but after that second episode, I was hitting everybody in the group chat, like, yo, you gotta watch this <laughs> <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> you convinced me, I, I finally watched. I love it. I love and, it. I like, they wait. do have these moments where they like do callbacks, or it kind of feels like he's doing a wheel impression. Yeah, yeah. But besides that, and, and I like, those are for me. Like, I'm supposed to enjoy that. So when he says, when he tells the Viv, you know, I had one fight, my mom got scared. I'm supposed yeah. to go, ha, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, they don't, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to do the, uh, the Leo meme. Like, yeah. That's, that's the guy. <laughs> uh, but once they kind of get away from that and they're becoming their own thing, like, I love it. I think I watched five episodes, like, sat there, did not move. Could not go to sleep. Had to watch them all catch up. Yeah, I was upset that I couldn't binge watch the whole season. Yeah, 
Like I want, I want, I want more episodes already. Yeah. I'm hitting yeah. people like, when are the new ones coming? But no, nah, it's dope. I, I think the guy who's playing Will, I was, I knew his name, but I think he's killing it. And you know, it's his first role. It's his first really? job in acting. It's doing this role. He's doing his thing. I love Carlton's character. I mean, Carlton's killing his acting job. He's doing. Yeah, he's, 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 he's like doing an incredible job. I hate him, but Uncle Phil's kid. I mean, everybody's doing their thing. <laughs> Yo, what about Jeffrey? Jeffrey is like a straight killer. <laughs> so, do you think Jeffrey got old boy killed at the club? Yeah, for sure. That's yeah, the conspiracy. Sure. So, so it's funny because it's like two different shows. There's there's the Fresh Prince reboot that's happening, and then there's this like mob story that <laughs> Uncle Phil and Jeffrey are in the middle of, and he's he's going straight and trying to become this chicken turtle, whatever he's doing. But he hit him like. Like when they're playing pool and they're just setting up the next move, I'm like, I wonder like where Godfather shit. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I wonder how Phil made his money. Yeah, because <laughs> he has a nice crib and nobody knows. Yo, but nah, like how he made uh, his money. Hillary, <laughs> Ashley, they even nah. have Elisa. It's kind of trippy. Yeah, no, nah, it's a great, it's a great series. I, I think that. Um, I think for sure it can go on for longer than two yeah. seasons. We gonna see. I like it. What else you uh, tuned into? Um, that was my new one. Are you are you one of those guys that watch four or five different shows at once? Yeah, I feel like I'm in the middle of five shows that I'll never finish right now. Like I can't. The Kanye show. Have you watched this? I finished it today. Okay, so that's I a good one to talk it. about. I have not watched it you because haven't. I'm like I feel like I know the story. Anybody else? You watched it? All and, of them? And I feel like I'm Kanye'd out. So. This this is I that's why you're not watching. As somebody, so you're locked in like me with this type of shit too. So as somebody who feels like they know the Rockefeller and the Kanye story, like back of my hand, I need to watch this. But it's different when you see the actual footage of him walking in and out these offices mm -hmm. in the studios, playing beats for Talib Kweli, like the joints that we all love, like him making them joints in the moment. That footage is incredible. Yeah, and they have all of it. They're all out now, so I need to watch. Yeah. the three episodes. I think it's like, I was the guy in school like was telling people about Kanye. Yo, you gotta hear this shit. And yeah. it was so left at the time that people were like, I ain't listening to that shit. Yeah? Yeah, and it took a moment. So I love Kanye. I've uh, 808s tatted on my leg and. I mean, watching that doc made me realize how important Kanye is to like my life. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? like. His struggle of trying to like get on and become a rapper because he was known for being, you know, obviously making beats, yeah. but nobody mm -hmm. took him serious as a rapper. And to for him to to go from that to where he is now, where so many people jumped on and and understood where he was trying to go, and then for him to predict all of this shit—that's what really what the documentary was about. Like he, he was, he knew what was he what he was about to do, and he was calling everything out. And it was just like, it was just so profound to like hear these conversations he was having with him and his mom. Just like, I get it. I get why Kanye is the way he is. And we always talk about, yo, we want the old Kanye back. It was just like, yo, he was like this too back then. Ranting, real, <laughs> uh, you know, confident or what people may call arrogant, like he was the same person. It just may be different topics nowadays, but he was the same person, I felt. I'm Captain Old Kanye. Like, I, Every, feel, yeah. I feel like an asshole for that because I really, 
like appreciate what Kanye does. I, I wrote an article for Boardroom a while back and I was saying, you know, I think I don't even know if music is his centerpiece anymore. I think he's building just spectacle. Like it's larger than that. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say larger than music because I always think that's the most important part. Yeah. But look at the show he just did, you know, for Donda 2. And it's it's a massive production. Mm-hmm. Like all of this is his expression, you know, not just the 18 songs. So I get that. But I also come from, you know, I, I never thought anybody could make a song better than we major when I heard that shit. Like I didn't think it could, you can't top late in my head. Mm. And so... I'm just wrapped into that, and I think it kind of hurts Kanye for me now. Are you judging him against his old stuff? Yeah, and it's like- Is that fair to- I was saying in a group chat the other day, after you make We Major, or after you make Gorgeous, like you don't have anywhere else to go but down, you know? But if you're going down from the greatest song I've ever heard in my life, that's not bad. Like that's, it's only natural. You score eighty one, you still have fifty. You can still drop sixty, and I go, yeah, but that's, that's not eighty one, bro. Yeah, yeah, I get what you. That's mean. how I feel about Kanye. But again, I say that as somebody like I have the eight oh eights on my damn knee. I probably get more Kanye tats, and just he was that profound and mm-hmm. impactful to me. But I need to watch it. Uh, like I said, I'm captain. I miss the old Kanye. But I think Kanye also suffers from what we said earlier about Jordan and LeBron. Like, he see way too much of Kanye now. Like, it's almost not fair to him. If we only had Kanye's albums, like, we we would never, we, we, we think all of them were just as amazing, you know? I think, I mean, he's just, he's provided so much for people, though, from... He said before, my life, it's performance art. And I was blown away by that. And I, But I think he truly sees that. Like, everything I do matters to y'all. So I have to make it fucking interesting at least. It does. I mean, from the fashion to the music to just creativity in general, people lean on Kanye for inspiration, you know? Mm-hmm. So whatever he does, we do stop and listen. 100%. And, I mean, that's just... That goes to show that we trust what he, we you know what he creates, mm-hmm. no matter what he says or how he acts. Like if he drops an album, we are gonna stop and listen to it. If he drops some new kicks, people are gonna buy him. If he says anything, it's gonna be headlines, you know. So you gotta appreciate the longevity because he's you done seen so it feels like he lived three or four lives already in the last twenty something years yeah. of him being in the game, you know. So he's still going. College dropout is 04. So before we know it, we're at 20 years of Kanye, the artist. And I, I think even that's unfair. Like he did Takeover in 01. He did, you know, he produced Verbeans in 99. Like, so we're we're far into the Kanye experience and it just continues to evolve. I yeah. think, you know, it's it's just a lot. Um, we we see everything he does, and it is funny looking back, right? How you're saying he saw this, he knew he what he would be. Nobody believed him. His mom believed him, so it sounds like, and that's it. But when he did uh How Sway, when he did that interview with Sway, we, we all laughed. But he was right. If you go back and listen to the shit he's saying, he was yeah. right. He was really fighting to get into the high fashion world and was 
met with Roblox because he was treated as a rapper and he viewed himself as more. We laugh at the Zane Lowe interview and he says, what the fuck does Gaga know about Kodak? About yeah, Kodak? yeah. But he was right. If you go mm -hmm. listen to the interview, he's saying some amazing shit about yeah. ownership and about being stifled creative, creatively and about what he wants to do with his brands. And now we look and, you know, there's... I think there's like 20 Yeezys coming out this month and you know he the stuff he's doing with Gap and all the doors he opened for people like Virgil and for Don C and for Jay Lorenzo and when you listen to those guys talk about him they all bring it back to him mm -hmm. we had Jerry on the show he's the same thing yeah and so it is funny I always, I, I had this saying it's like they, first they call you crazy and then they call you right when when um, Edison was rolling around saying yo this thing can light up and it will change the world. People were looking at him like he's out of his fucking mind. Mm -hmm. But he was right. And I, I feel like as much as I talk crazy about Kanye, I keep going back and like, man, he had a point. And so I'm going to watch it as a big fan. You should. I have not watched it yet. It's inspiring, man. Do you want to see Batman? I can't wait to see it. This comes out, what is it? It'll be out tomorrow. It's out tomorrow? It's out tomorrow. You only can go to theaters to see it, though. I feel like you probably had to pull to make it work. It's coming out HBO Max, I think, six weeks? That's bullshit, man. <laughs> We're going to get you out of the theater. We're gonna, we'll find, I'll find one in Jersey. Somewhere on the road, somewhere we need to do a private screening or something. Yeah, we got to make it happen. But that's tomorrow. I'm Our guy Cam, he's really excited. I'm going to call Spider-Man better no matter what because of Cam. But uh, I heard it's really good. From a couple people watched the Boston. Right? We, might, we go to Boston soon? This weekend? Yeah. Make it I'm gonna have to do it then. Uh, but yeah, I can't wait to. I mean, you know, the guy's been saying it's already, they haven't even seen it yet. And they said it's already better than Dark Knight. And I'm just like, huh. How can you be better than How that? How can thing? you, like, yeah, seriously. But oh, I saw, I'm looking forward to it. A couple, couple people I know got to see screeners. It's, it's, amazing. it's amazing. Really? Yeah. Is it, what, two and a half hours long? It's a long ass movie. But I, I guess it doesn't feel that long. Our guy Lacey, he lives in Germany. And so oh, he's he out seen there. it already. He saw it. Said it's the best Batman movie ever. Ah, I'm and I grew excited. up on Batman, so I'm Me like, too. I feel like I done watched all of them. That's gonna be a lot of shit. You can't just beat Batman. We gonna know? have the emergency part that. Yeah, we might have to get yeah, the recap in. Get the recap. Um, in. the one the other thing I want to talk about because I will give you full credit here. I feel like I've put you on a lot of music in our time as friends. You have. You have definitely convinced me that Kodak Black is the second coming of like Tupac from Florida or something. Uh, this new album's amazing. I'm not the diehard Kodak fan, so I don't know how it stacks up to like his dopest shit from 2015 or whatever. But I mean, it's just different. That shit is great what he did back then, but he in a whole different he on a whole different level right yeah. now. Just, the way the way he's speaking, his lyrics has stepped up um, another level. And he always been good picking beats and mm -hmm. having good hooks and say saying little slick lines here and there. But I feel like every bar. It's thought out and um, you know placed properly. He really, he really learning the skill of rap. Yeah, he, the production and like we talked about this with Benny, and it's true of Kodak too. I just believe everything he says. Everything he, he sounds like he kind of sounds like a madman sometimes. And we were joking the other day, like it's almost better if you lie a little bit. Like I feel like you're saying too yeah, much. Yeah, he's bro. almost too like when he's when he's saying it, 
He's still he's still jacking cars, even though he's he has his own foreign. I'm like, I could believe that. <laughs> yeah, you know, scamming in Miami by the beach, like stuff like that. I'm just like, damn, I could imagine Kodak doing something like he that. Since he's got a mansion, he's he's in the trenches because it's exciting. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's believable. That's a part of being great. And uh, so, I mean, would you say this is one of the best albums you heard this year? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I still think I had Babyface Ray's album as my favorite, but this is this album is pretty amazing. It's and, amazing. And like and I even walked in like with the gas you gave, the gas a couple other people gave. And I'm like, all right, guys, come on. And it was it was it was that good. So no, I was like, all right. So I had to give you your props for that. And and you've been you've been touting Kodak since I met you. Yeah, I feel like I've been trying to convert everybody over into Kodak fans, they just been off of him so much from, and I don't even feel like it's the music, it's the other stuff that probably comes with it. Mm -hmm. You just dismiss Kodak sometimes. But when you listen to him, man, he always in the clubs for one. You always gonna hear his music in a club. Mm -hmm. Always gonna hear it somewhere on the radio, mm -hmm. no matter what. He got yeah. a song that's gonna play on the radio and it's just, he always dropping videos on YouTube. I mean, he's just everywhere. Kodak is one of them, one of them ones. A lot of women with the new Kodak on their on their IG story. Yep. Women always know. They, they always know. know yeah. That's that's they, intuition. They always know. They and still so, like good music. Yeah. So Kodak is uh, he's trending in the right direction right now. Yeah. I, I've liked other albums before. I just never got locked locked all the way in. But this shit. I'm on like a good day three of just this on show. Were you listening to it at? In the car? The car, the gym. In the gym? Yeah. Good places. It works. It works. It works setting. everywhere. It works in every setting. I, I'm driving. I actually drive a lot in the last couple of days when I start spinning it. And that shit is just. It's just hitting on ridiculous it's levels. Just, it's just hitting. I can't even. Like, you know, that shit is just playing on devices that you're not staring at. So you don't remember every song. But he's it's like. What do you say? Ten, ten red girls jumping me like I'm crip. That song is hard. I forget. It's a couple of them joints that are crazy. I forget the titles, but yeah, he's he's. I, I get why he's in acquired taste. Like his voice and his delivery can be yeah. a little off. Yeah, but you know how that goes. Once you get in tune and you can appreciate it, then it's like ah, okay. Yeah, and you yeah. almost want to go back. And you live with shit. it for a little bit. Yeah. And you so that happens. For me, it. For yeah, sure. everybody has that unique style, and you just got to get used to it. And Kodak's. Yeah, he slurs a little bit and yeah. might be offbeat just a tiny yeah. bit. It's raw. He might just randomly just give you a bar that is not connected to the next <laughs> bar. <laughs> he just got some shit to say and just yeah. drop that in there to get back to the song. No, he's gifted, man. He'll stop a song and start talking and then mm -hmm. pick right back up to rapping again. And he'll rap every fourth word or some shit. Like, he, he's, he's, he's talented, man. He's been through a lot yeah. in, a, in a weird way. He reminds me of Kendrick, like one of the words, one of the best words I ever heard somebody use for Kendrick is they called him like tortured. Like mm. his life just, just it's tortured. It, it weighs on him in a way that he can't get away from. Mm. Uh, and I feel like that's true of, of Kodak as well, not to get OD deep, but you can tell, like he said, he'll say it in the song. Like he's been through some shit and yeah. kind of can't get out of it. Yeah. And uh, you can feel it in that music. A lot of emotion in that music. And so it's, it's funny, as much as it's up and bouncy, is a lot of emotion in that music. Yeah. So I can Best of both worlds for sure. I really like that. Uh, Sada dropped. Uh, he dropped a, a new joint. Uh, how many songs? 
It's like 20 songs. It's, uh, yeah, he always dropping hella songs. Yeah, it's Bardier. I got three, I believe it is. That's fire. Conway's album. Conway's album is hard. It's hard. Uh, what else have I been listening to? That's kind of it. Like, it really took me a long time to get off Babyface Ray. I was really stuck on that album. Babyface Ray album was good. I'm still listening to that joint. Yeah, I'm still on that. Like, he got a good six, seven, eight joints on there that I just cannot mm -hmm. stop playing. Yeah. My wife and kids. Yep. Go yard. Um, Go yard. That joint's on shuffle. That joint's on shuffle. Yeah, the them joints on shuffle easily. Excited to see you back on the court. Yeah, are you man. are you anxious? This is the night before, so are you like? Of course, shit. I ain't played in a month, a month and a half. Do you get nervous before games? Mm-hmm. Like, what are we uh, talking like? I wouldn't say nerd. I mean, I'm energized. Okay. I'm energized to play. What is your routine? Are you like Ray Allen? Like, everything has to be, I had to have rice and chicken? Or are you just kind of <laughs> like show up? Who Just show up. I mean, to play. As long as my body is intact to get out there and play, then all other shit don't matter. As long as I get a good meal and my body's healthy enough to play, then... I don't have to have anything set or perfect. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I don't got to have a certain meal or a certain ske schedule. It's just like, just tip the ball up and let's hoop. You got your shoes? You got your shoes for more? You got your colorway pick? No. You rock the same joints. Yeah. Like you I'm won't a, switch every day. Probably got, yeah, I got these black shoes I've been working out in the last two weeks. So just them? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I ain't really big in the... Yo, I got to make sure my, I ain't no one of them, I got to look good, play good type motherfucker. I feel like I'm going to play good regardless of what I got on. Yeah, man. I'm excited to see. Uh, you know, I can't believe you're not at least a little bit nervous. I feel like I'd have my shit laid out like the first day of school. Um, but like, you've done this. Like, yeah. This is like NBA day. I'm going to try to treat it like it's another day at work. Has to be. So, so we're going to see. Yeah. I am, like I said, I am energized. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Do you – I meant to ask you earlier when we were talking about the Sixers game, road crowds, are you beyond that? Like, that shit doesn't bother you no more? No, nah, not you, at all. You play with – you You had fun with the crowds. You just did that in Milwaukee. Yeah, I've learned I play uh, – it's best when I just ignore the crowd. Yeah. It pisses them off even more, too. So when Joe, Joe Burrow says, yo, I played in the SEC or – I don't know what conference he played. I think it was the SEC. Yeah. This crowd doesn't matter to me. Uh, first off, he's right because he, he killed in Kansas City. But second off, do you feel that way too? Like, I've played after that OKC game. Like, how much more angry can a crowd get at you? Yeah. I mean, I've been in some loud ass arenas where everybody was screaming on fuck KD. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at Texas Tech in college. I felt what Joe Burrow was saying at college when I was at Texas Tech. We'd come out the warm ups and it's standing room only 30 mm -hmm. minutes before the game. And they booing every shot you miss in warm up. So it was like, yeah, that prepared me for that. Yeah, yeah, I think good. You know, after you, after you can shut a whole city up in the finals, it's only so much a crowd can. Yeah, when you when you quiet that crowd, man, and they just that's that shit. That's better than the hit the three and they. That's go better than than crowd cheering you on at home. Yeah, in my opinion, Kobe said that too. A lot of guys have said that. Yeah, I can see it. It just feels better when you can just – it's silent, you know, as you're walking back to the bench. and it's, You don't get that feeling at home. 
Yeah. Unless you're down, <laughs> you lose it. <laughs> I related to the real world, man, to like regular guys. I go to LA Fitness, I had a game winner and the whole game gym is upset. Feel good, that no shit ma- is dope. It just feels yeah, good. No matter where you are, no matter where the game is, pick up. Last, last shot of the game is an incredible feeling. Mm-hmm. You, people need to go out. You've been hooping. You hooped again this week? I did. Uh, I did. I brought Randall with me from, from, from our office. He hooped? He hooped. Is he nice? He's cool. I would say he's cool. So you Lot can't be representing the company and you he, some he did, trash. He did well. I did I did better. He did well, I'll say. Did you score? I scored a lot. Oh, right. I scored on him. All right. You're getting stops, though, because I seen last time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, we're here six, to- 6'5", midi. We're here to get, we're here to get buckets. Uh, uh, just making sure the squad is locked in when they step on that You court. know who I'm taking next time? I told him he has to go. Jose. Jose can play. And he can play. Jose he can, can play. play. Shout out 35E, man. Hey, you come into this company and you don't know how to hoop, you might as well pack your bag, your desk up, your cubicle, and head somewhere else. Jose can play. He's talked it up. I believe him because he, he just sounds believable. So it's like, yo, you got to come out. That's In a couple be- weeks here, I'm going to have five. I'm just bring my squad yeah. and we're just going to run. That's shit. the best way to rock. That's going to be an application, man. Do, do you hoop? <laughs> yes or no? Check the box. <laughs> you look like you got a jumper. I'm definitely right. yeah. In about a couple right. weeks, couple you're weeks. Tra- you're trash. Ah, oh. uh, see, we'll bring Craig then. All right, Craig look like he got crazy fundamental jumper on his. Said great screens. You're more welcome to great come too, but I heard we shouldn't bring you though. You said Randall was good, but I ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> Randall, you getting clowned? <laughs> That's he did trash. his job. He did his job, I would say. That's trash. Well, look, happy you back at it. Yes, happy sir. to see you back on the court. Happy you back on the show. And uh, we'll be back in a few weeks, man. And uh, hopefully, we got the whole squad by then. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Love. <laughs>